This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Good morning. I'm Michael Wilson. Thanks for joining me. Craig Earlham joins me. Very good morning to you, Craig. It's sort of a, a quite a quiet start to the week, but it's it's a week which is packed with some fairly important things. We'll come on to that maybe later, or maybe indeed on Thursday when some of them happen. But what, what what's going on with the markets? Are they are they getting slightly more pessimistic? Do you think? Uh, no, I think it's just um, an event driven uh, type. Uh, situation we the, it seems that a lot of the major stories which have been impacting the markets in recent months um, just aren't necessarily developing per se we have uh, obviously the the coronavirus which is continues to dominate uh, but it feels like we're kind of in this um, this kind of in between moment right now where we are seeing spikes uh, around the world whether it's uh, the Sunbelt states in the US or whether it's uh, countries across Europe which is forcing these uh, additional quarantine restrictions here in the UK and we're kind of in this moment where we're waiting to find out just how severe that is, what kind of knock-on impact that's going to have and what the economic consequences are going to be. At the same time central banks aren't really doing anything right now because they've kind of, they, they've already unleashed uh, uh, this particular crisis and finally at the same time we've got the presidential election in the US in a few months time so it feels like we're kind of in a holding pattern ahead of that as well so it just feels like a number of events um, have kind of come to the fore uh, over the course of this summer which is leading to these markets kind of just waiting uh, to see what what's going to happen next effectively it, it, it does seem as though that stimulus plan in the united states is just on ice right now isn't it i mean can an economy like that afford for something like that to be undecided uh, well no ultimately and i, I think the the there's many lawmakers there who are banking on the fact that political pressures are going to uh, rise enough that we are going to see a resolution that we like as i say we there's an election in november and no one wants to be blamed for people being uh, going through tough times at a time when everyone is already going through tough enough times but if you take away the support packages which have uh, enabled people to avoid um, severe downturns uh, and severe troubles then you, you are ultimately going to face the consequences in three months time when people do go to the polls uh, and so i do think the pressures are going to mount come september but, but that's that, that that's that's the extraordinary thing isn't it you know that the, the politicians appear to be um disregarding what you've just said i do i do find that surprising that they have not because they are going to have at some stage to go to whatever the however they describe their constituencies and say to people this is what i did during the great debates and not a, not a lot of them will be able to take anything positive into that discussion yeah, the, I mean, they're all taking a tough stance still. Um, and like I said, they've gone into recess, which is quite surprising because it, it doesn't send a very good message. But I guess that a lot of them within their individual states are doing very uh, numerous polls, which suggests that potentially they are seeing support for whatever it is that their point of view is. And ultimately, it is going to come at a cost for a number of them if the resolution isn't found. One of the reasons Trump has announced um, his executive orders is because he believes it puts the pressure back on the Democrats. Um, uh, but it, it is just—it is just really difficult because the the two sides are just so far apart, uh, as you've alluded to. Like both sides can't be right, and therefore someone is going to be punished at the polls. Uh, and it seems that the, the, each side has very different views about who ultimately is going to um, who, who ultimately is going to be punished. I do think we are probably going to see um, an easing of stance from the Democrats uh, over in the U.S. in terms of what they are demanding 
in order to get this over the line. But I feel like this package is also extremely complex and goes way beyond uh, the, the normal things which we'll be discussing with regards to uh, individual payments to people, whether it is $600 or $400, etc. I feel like this goes way beyond and um, uh, heading into this election campaign uh, and, and therefore it is just going to get fierce come September. As we exit um, Europe, as it were, um, the rearview mirror shows us a couple of things, doesn't it? One, the EU's frugal four fight, fighting to get their rebates back. They feel as though that's been forgotten, which is number one, and we've been through that many for many, many years and long, long time ago. And the second thing is that Germany's finance minister in a television interview over the weekend was suggesting that there might be an opportunity or there might be another stimulus package for Germany, from Germany. Um, could be 10 billion euro, could be 100 billion euro. It wasn't quite precise about the amount of money involved. I don't know what you think. It seems to me that a lot of this money is being thrown around, quite honestly. Well, I think it's always going to seem that way in a, in a crisis scenario, especially an unprecedented crisis scenario um, where governments around the world are just trying to um, are being forced to come up with quite extreme solutions to a problem that they've not necessarily prepared for. Uh, and I mean, we've obviously seen it here in the UK. A number of the policies uh, that have been announced by the the UK government has been quite uh, unusual, should we say? But I think all governments around the world are being forced to throw cash at the cash at the problem because the old alternative is quite frightening it's all well and good say it's talking about fiscal deficits uh, and rising government debt levels but offset that with the alternative which is extremely high unemployment and a severe economic recession turning uh, economic depression and that, that that that's a lot more costly ultimately down the road so it, it's a catch-22 you stop between a rock and a hard place you either have high debt levels or you have very high debt levels uh, and i think governments around the world are hoping that the measures that they're putting in place right now while extreme uh, it's only going to increase their debt by a manageable level and hopefully preserve the livelihoods of people and st- uh, and prevent as much suffering as possible and with the aim that in two years time the economies will be back on track and we'll be talking about lower levels of unemployment again uh, but like i say this is an unprecedented situation and it's going to be ext- it's, it's, ex- it's being extremely difficult to navigate already and the, the challenges uh, are only growing as we as we move into 2021 Rivals are appearing to buy TikTok in the United States. Uh, Oracle is the latest. You still have grave reservations, don't you, about the the, the well, the morality of this? Real, I suppose, as we're looking at it, is it basically it's a it's a race which is going to um, end up benefiting the U.S. Treasury. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just I don't see this ending necessarily well, and it's not just for uh, TikTok. But yeah. if if you're another Chinese tech firm, if you're a U.S. tech firm that's already spent how many millions billions breaking into china um uh, and you're now going to have a target on your back uh i mean we we talk about the trump's executive orders and what it means for the likes of apple and microsoft to operate uh the uh, the, the the app stores uh in china uh, if if, if uh, as many people have said if, if for example if these executive orders mean that they effectively have to stop someone uh, like uh, the kind of wechat app uh, being downloaded in china then 
people are going to stop buying iPhones. They're not going to stop downloading these apps. Uh, and therefore, it is going to come at a cost. And that's before you see any kind of retaliation from the Chinese regime as well. So I think I think it's we're, we're in really sticky territory right now. And while there are a number of companies clearly lining up to take advantage of the situation, I don't think it's going to be quite this straightforward we may find that now that tiktok has been backed into a corner but i think this just kind of starts the next battle really here because this is like say this is a tech war now between the world's two largest economies uh, and if trump wins in november it's only going to get more fierce and finally those trade talks have been postponed haven't they between the united states and china um obviously you know the the, the word is that at least the official word is that it was down to political commitments and all the rest of it they presumably do have to come to some sort of agreement over this phase one of these trade talks, though, don't they? Yeah, it seems a bit of a weak excuse to say that the, the, the day before these uh, talks are due to take place that we didn't realise we had kind of a scheduling co- conflict. Um, it, it seems to me that this, it, this is far more political. We know that obviously China has not kind of hit the level that it promised during the phase one trade agreement. We, again, uh, I've, as I've mentioned numerous times already, we are a few months ahead of an election and Trump going into a campaign talking about what was meant to be a comprehensive trade agreement, which then turned into a phase one with phase two negotiations getting underway, then just phase one ending at, at just phase one because he, he's not willing to negotiate with China anymore because of uh, what, 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 what they've dealt with with regards to the coronavirus. So then China not upholding its end of the bargain. It's not really something you can go into an election campaign saying, I know we've had three years of, uh, of pain and we've had all all of this heartache and we've had the trade war and we've had tariffs being imposed on our various companies but at least we've got this at the end of it unless so so i think there's probably a kind of political angle to this in that there's going to be the uh, the administration is going to be putting pressure on china to up its purchases over the course of the next couple of months so that when they do uh, conduct a review they can say that it's been a massive success and that china's upheld its side of the bargain all to the benefit of the the the, the, the agricultural um industry in the u.s and we've already seen wilbur ross uh, robert lighthizer uh, and others coming out talking about just how much china has already ramped up its it's uh, agricultural purchases, and I imagine we're going to see a lot more of this language um, when, between now and when the review actually happens. But the fact that there's not even a date uh, for when this review has now been moved to suggests that the, there is something far more political uh, occurring here. Craig Ellen, thank you very much indeed. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Oh. 